Thank you for tuning in to No Bullshit, Stories with Sadie. My name's Jenny, and I'm his granddaughter. I decided to do this show after many years of listening to his fascinating and entertaining stories. His childhood to today, which include growing up as a Jewish American, his time in the service during World War II, his career as an actor, broadcaster, news anchor in Boston, Massachusetts, and experiences with old-time Hollywood. I hope you enjoy his stories just as much as I do. Here he is, the legendary David Rodman, my Zadie. Somebody said, lend me your ears at one time or another. Do you know who it was? Now here it is, lend me your ears. Mm. Julius Caesar. Oh, okay. Julius Caesar. I remember him well. Because I'm an old Jewish guy who's 93 years old. And this is the first time that I'm on this thing called, what what the hell is the name of this? Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) So if you'll excuse the flubs and everything else, I may have a few stories that you may want to hear. But if you don't want to hear, you know, just turn us off. That's the way it goes. But one of the stories that seemed interesting is... I'm, I'm a Navy veteran, too, by the way. I fought in the Civil War <laughs> at 92. But, uh, no, I was in the Second World War. I was in the Navy. I was a corpsman. And, you know, when you get out of the Navy or the Army or wherever, Air Force, wherever you're coming out of, you haven't got a thing to do. So what do you do? You sit home. And you think, where the hell am I going to go from here? Back in the Army, in the Navy? No. So I looked around to find out where the hell am I going to go. I saw an ad in the paper that said, Zionist camp. Zionist camp in New Hampshire. And being Jewish, I said, Zionist, that must be Jewish. So I said, I'm going to inquire. And I called, and they said, yeah, we'd love to have you come up. Um, How much is it, I said? And they said, only $15 a week. I said, what does that include? They said, food and, uh, you know, entertainment, dancing, and uh, pretty uh, Zionist girls. (laughs) So I said, okay, I'm on my way. So I get uh, I get up there in my uh, secondhand car that I bought for I think in those days about twenty four bucks, and uh, I partook in all the things that uh, went on. And strangely enough, they had a ticker machine that is usually found in newsrooms and uh, newspaper rooms, and. Uh, I said, what the heck are they doing with that? They said, well, we have the news up here on a daily basis, and somebody reads them at 4 o'clock. You have a good voice. Do you think you'd like to read them? And I said, sure, I'll be delighted. So I did. I started reading the news at 4 o'clock for the rest of that week. I liked it so much, I stayed a second week. So... 
after I got home from that, I was very pleased with what was going on. Of course, they had to talk about Israel becoming a state then and how important it would be for, you know, Jewish people all over the world to have a place to go. So I said, uh, you know, they may have come across something that I never realized before, that maybe I've got a voice that somebody would enjoy listening to. So I signed up for Emerson College night course with, uh, I don't know, they gave you some kind of a degree when you got out. So I signed up for Emerson, and I used to go. Uh, classes began, I think, at uh, 7 to 9, two hours a night. So I went and uh, befriended a lot of other guys that were there. And one guy in particular was named uh, Larry Glick, who you may have heard of. Larry became uh, internationally known for his radio broadcast after he took the course. But anyway, uh, with Larry, it was a, a good companionship. And uh, one night while I was home, before I went to class, the phone rang at my home in Alston, Massachusetts. I said, hello? And I hear, hello. I said, yes, who's this? And this is your chocolate one. He said, you know. <laughs> I said, who? And he said, this is Yitzchak Lindelhildel. What can I do for you? They said, you were in the Navy? I said, yeah, I was in the Navy. He says, you handled guns? I said, yeah, yeah, rifles and sidearms. Yes, at times. You are familiar with guns? I said, yeah, I'm not familiar with you. He said, we have a very important meeting. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night we have a meeting at Al Patashnik's cellar. I said, who? He said, Al, I said, do you know Al Patashnik? I said, yes, I know Al Patashnik. In this cellar tomorrow night at nine o'clock. I said, oh, well, uh, very important. So, okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to make it. So the next night comes, and we're at class with Larry, and I say, hey, Larry, I got a call the other night. This guy calls me, foreigner, and he says, it's a very important meeting. It's about Israel, he said. And Larry is a very, was a very staunch supporter of Israel. He said, what did he want? And I says, he wanted to know if I knew about firearms. And I said, uh, yeah, and he says, well, you come to the meeting, and he says, you'll hear more. So maybe you want to come to the meeting with me, Larry. He said, yeah, I'd love to. So tomorrow night came, and we went to the meeting at Al Patashnik's Sala. That's just off of Commonwealth Avenue uh, in Boston, or Austin, Brighton. So we go into the cellar, and it's dark, and there's one bulb that's dimly lit coming down from the ceiling, 
and there are four rows of chairs, kitchen chairs. And I say, Larry, what the heck is this? He says, I don't know, but let's sit down and talk. So we sat down, and then the chairs began to fill. Not all of them, but I think there were about at least 10 of them that filled up. There were four across and four rows. And then these guys started to introduce themselves. About three of them were from Harvard, a couple from MIT, and they were all veterans who knew about guns. So nine o'clock comes, and from the side door next to the furnace walks in this five-foot-one guy dressed in black with a black Homburg hat and a black suitcase and a black uh, piece of, like, look like a map case under his other arm. And he walks in and he says, Good evening, gentlemen. He says, I'm glad to see you all here. <laughs> and I want to introduce myself. I mean, it's hot for the city, I said, Oh, yeah, you're the guy that called me. He says, yes, yes. Who are you? I said, I'm Dave Rodman. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He says, we are here to talk, like, very seriously. Israel will soon become a state. This is the year for that to happen. And what we need are good, strong men who know firearms. You all have known firearms, right? Yeah, and everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, well... I'm here to tell you about what's going to happen. Israel soon will become a state. He says, I have a map here I want to show you. So he sets up this map on a chair, and he pulls it down, and he says, you see the map here? Yes. He says, I want to tell you where we want you to go. And he, tell, he starts telling different locations on the map, north, south, central, Tel Aviv, here, there. He says, and David Rudman, you are going to go up north. There's a kibbutz. You know a kibbutz? I said, yeah, yeah, I know where a kibbutz is. He says, in this kibbutz. He says, you will be the chief legal, legal officer. You understand? You will be the chief law enforcer and officer, and you will protect approximately 125 people. <laughs> Holy <Jesus>. cow. <laughs> what is this guy getting me into? I said, oh, well, uh, yeah, sure, uh, I'll uh, see what I can do. Uh, how do you get there? How do you get there, he says. Here's how you get there. And he holds up his hand full of paper. We have your passports here, and we are leaving tomorrow morning from the Fargo building. You know the Fargo building? <laughs> Yes, another Fargo building. Ten o'clock in the Fargo building. We have your passports. 
and I go up and I take a close look, and there's my picture and my passport. I said, holy cow, this guy's done some homework here. Said, all right, uh, this is where you'll be in the kibbutz. And he named the kibbutz, I've forgotten, Ashmorm or whatever it was, in the north. He says, you know the seriousness of this meeting? I want you all should be there. He says, I'm missing one passport. Who did I miss from? And Larry says, you missed me. I just uh, came here to see what was going on. <laughs> he says, well, Mr. Glick, you will go tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, scheduled at the administration building where you get the passports, and they will give you one quickly. And we'll see you at the Fargo building at 10 o'clock. He says, oh, well, yeah, okay, all right. With that, gentlemen, I hope to see you all at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. You understand how seriousness this is here. And good night and good luck and Eretz Yisroel, which means land of Israel. And he walks out the door. I look at Larry and I say, did you hear what I heard? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sounds exciting. Jesus, I can't wait to get my passport. I said, well, you better get it tomorrow morning if you're going to go. He says, are you going to go? I said, yeah, yeah I'm going to go. You know, I just got out of the Navy, but uh, I think I'm going to go. It sounds great. So we said goodnight to everybody, shook hands, and we left, and I went home. And I didn't sleep all night. And I got up early in the morning and went down for breakfast. And there was Mama making breakfast. And she says, what's the matter with you? I said, why, what's the matter? She says, you don't look so good. I said, well, uh, I got to tell you something, Mom. I got to tell you that, uh, you know, Israel's going to become a state very soon. And uh, the fact of the matter is that I'm going there tomorrow morning. <laughs> she starts to laugh. She says, you're what? <laughs> I says, I'm going to Israel tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock from the Fargo building. They've got my passport. Who's got your passport? <laughs> I says, I don't know, some guy from Israel. I got my picture, my passport, I got everything ready to go. Besides, there are 10 other guys. I don't know that they're all going to come or not. Oh, by the way, I think about eight of them didn't show up to go. So my mother says, hey, listen, I haven't seen you for two years. You're in the Navy. You are not going anywhere. <laughs> and that's my story for today on this thing called podcast.